Hi, I'm Brad Parker, the attorney you want but hope you never need. And this is another edition of Bar Talk, the musings of attorneys, entrepreneurs, and other interesting people. A podcast by people who don't have to be famous, they just have to be interesting. Each episode will tackle topics big and small, and sometimes tiny, faced by attorneys, entrepreneurs, and other fascinating people who know every day you wake up, it's a good day, but it takes a little more to make it a great one. Hello there, I'm Brad Parker. This is another edition of Bar Talk, the musings of lawyers, entrepreneurs, and other interesting people. Today, we've got both an entrepreneur and a pretty interesting uh, person. (laughs) Gave it away there. Uh, He happens to be my dad, Bill Parker. Uh, We're going to sit down and share some stories and uh, learn about the the Parker clan and the Parker history a little bit. Why don't you say hi, Dad? Hi. Glad to be here. Well, I'm glad you're here. We've been... uh, uh, put it in perspective, you're here for Thanksgiving, and we've spent the last two or three days together uh, cooking and cleaning and uh, having a cocktail one or two. and Enjoying uh, Brad's hospitality. <laughs> everything like that. And what I wanted to do is just kind of sit down <clears throat> for purposes of just recording. And, and, and there's so many stories that I've heard over the years about uh, the, the clan, where we came from, and, and just kind of family history. And I wanted to kind of preserve that for the kids and grandkids and uh, so that someday they can sit down and hear a little bit more about where we came from and how we got here (laughs) and learn a little bit about the family history. So in that regard, I just kind of want you to let everybody know that for the biggest part of my life, you were an electrician. You ran the Parker Electric uh, Firm out in Lubbock, and uh, you had – Worked with your dad, I guess he started it, <clears throat> and uh, you, for the most part, were living in Lubbock all your life. That's correct, except for just a short period of time. I think that you moved to Clint, but we'll get to that in a minute. And I guess what I really want to know is uh, just what's your first memory? What's your what 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 do you remember about growing up? Uh, <clears throat> dad informed me at a young age that uh, I wasn't going to sleep late every morning from about age uh, probably 10, something like that, uh, you're going to get up and go to work. And going to work meant clean out the shop, uh, put things back up where they belong, where the electricians left them, uh, and go out and learn the fundamentals of being an electrician. And he chose to... uh, put me with different men at different times uh and now you keep in mind i'm a kid that all my duties were to unload the truck and load the truck back up and uh roll up extension cords or unroll extension cords uh and in that process i learned to be an electrician and watching the men uh wire houses uh wire commercial buildings with conduit uh, the houses were wired with Romex, and uh, that was that was my beginning. Uh, go back one step. I remember when I was in the second grade in Lubbock, they built a bunch and bunches of houses, pier and beam, which meant they were up off the ground a little bit. Well, due to that, <coughs> we would run our circuits under the floor, <coughs> and so the electricians would drill a hole down through that plate 
come out under the floor. Then they'd poke a wire down through that. You grab that wire, move over to where the next plug was, and shove it back up, and then they would pull it up to the outlet box. Well, I was a little bitty squirt in the second grade, and they'd come pick me up. At, Dad would pick me up about whatever it was, 2.30, carry me out to the job. They would have it all ready, and now you get under there and get. we're going to go from here to over there to over here. Remember now, you're going to go here, here, here. We're going to have wires poking down waiting for you. You carry them down to here and poke it up. And uh, I got paid a uh, Coca-Cola in the afternoon or a piece of bubble gum. I, I was pretty in pretty high cotton. Uh, <laughs> but that was uh, early A. But I remember at the second, in the second grade uh, from Dupree School. And Dupree is still there, by the way. But that's that was my first really memory of working. Uh, well, I guess uh, uh, that must have convinced you that you didn't want to be an electrician. Cause. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It was messy. It was dirty. And, uh, no, I enjoyed it. I was, a, I was with the big guys. <clears throat> I was one of them uh, and uh, enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Always hot and dirty and blah, blah, blah. But... I was learning, and I was taught by Dad that you're going to learn. You're going to you're going to work. You're not going to uh, lay around and right. <laughs> and not work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that was he was he knew what he was doing. I may not have liked it at the time, but he knew what he was doing. Well, when you w- went to school, you get, you graduated from Texas Tech in what year? Uh, 1958. And uh, you you left. You you got an animal husbandry degree, that's, I believe. That's correct. And uh, so what what made you want to do something besides being an electrician? I was from a family of cattle ranchers, sheep ranchers, some farmers. And then I was from a family of electrical contractors, electrical contractors and electrical contractors. And I always loved cattle, uh, loved the livestock. I loved that type of work. And so I decided that – maybe i might eventually go to veterinary school uh work towards that that end but the the thing of uh young marriage of uh not necessarily the highest grades in the class and uh, needing a little money to get into to get through veterinary school and had the fortune of landing a pretty good cattle job in january before i graduated in may and so my ego took a little jump right there and i thought you know i I believe i'm just gonna take that job and uh i was a good electrician but i want to run cattle or i want to work cattle so i that's what i did and that job was in clint in clint texas yes which is just outside of el paso that's right back down the valley going east about 20 30 miles 20 miles so you were married at the time. That's correct. And uh, I guess you had a, a, a young son uh, on the way not too long after you got there. That's correct. The young son was born in El Paso. Uh, I think the angel spoke that day, and I uh, am very proud of him, and I'm very proud of it, the the fact that he was born in El Paso. Got up the next morning after he was delivered, opened the shade in the hospital room where my wife was had been transferred, and I'll be darned if it snowed like crazy that evening. 
And you don't ordinarily hear snow in El Paso, Texas, but it did that night. (laughs) (laughs) And that that young son happened to be me. That's correct. was William Bradley Parker. That's correct. Well, tell me, uh, let's jump back even further. Where were your parents from? Tell a little bit of history about that. My dad was raised uh, in Central Texas, I say Central Texas, around Clyde, Baird, uh, Robert Lee, down through that, uh, back back in the Abilene area. And uh, he grew up typical wild kid, I guess. I mean, don't mean wild like trouble, but uh, he, uh, he had a good life. He had a good life, and his mother lived there. And uh, my mother was born and raised on farmland, ranch land, up in the Texas Panhandle. And her father was a reasonably successful cattleman, sheepman. And uh, later, they moved from the Panhandle to Cochrane County, Texas. And uh, that's down on the that's on the West Texas, Eastern New Mexico state line. And uh, his ranch holdings, I, n- I never did know if he had ten acres or billion acres or what but that the ranch was located on the texas side but bordering apparently the new mexico line and uh in fact along in there you take a right turn and you're in new mexico so uh, well uh did you ever have any memories of going to that ranch never did never did it the uh economic uh, things at the time my mother had uh my, my my grandmother had three uh, had four boys and four girls and as they were coming up she realized she wanted those kids to have a education the closest thing she knew about for a good education was in lubbock so she convinced my granddad that we're going to move to lubbock and take all these kids so they can grow up in a school system uh that 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 was the reason for moving to Lubbock. And then there were all kinds of stories about that uh, granddad, uh, they called him Pop, uh, ran the ranch from Lubbock and uh, eventually sold the ranch. And uh, that, that, that's how that evolved. But mother went to Texas Tech, graduated from Tech, and started teaching school as when she was still a single uh, young lady. Yeah, you know, we were talking about that last night. Um, that's pretty incredible in and of itself, because I guess that would have been in the thirties. But she uh, mother to... mother finished tech. Uh, tech was started, I think, in about twenty four, twenty five, somewhere along there. But mother, mother, I think got out of tech. I don't know if she was in the first graduating class or not, but she wound up with a teaching degree and a teaching certificate, whatever that was back then. And uh, she taught school at uh, Amherst, Texas. She taught school at Post, Texas, which is uh, south of Lubbock. Amherst is kind of northeast of Lubbock, northwest of Lubbock, excuse me. And uh, she taught school until she married my dad. Now, uh, Lucille, your, your yes. mom, yes, uh, uh, was a strickle. That's they're, correct. They're, their name were Strickles. She was the oldest girl of a family of four girls and four boys. Gotcha. And was she the oldest child? 
or was no, her brother older? No, she was her? like yeah, she was like a number two or three. Yeah. In the in the chain there, something like that. Now, did all those kids go to college to, or tech? Or? No, no, no. They uh, the uh, I, all uh, three of those four girls went to tech and graduated. Uh, one brother went to tech and became a CPA and was a very successful uh, CPA in his career. Uh, one brother became an attorney. And at that time, TB was very prominent, and he succumbed to TB. I mean, he caught TB, and back then there was a little bit of a debate about what the cure was. Mm-hmm. The cure was to go where it's dry <laughs> and high and dry, so to speak. And the other, other another brother uh, wound up. He was an old cowboy all his life. And uh, which one was that? Lynn. Lynn. Yeah, he was yeah. the he was the youngest brother. He was the youngest. <clears throat> Youngest brother and the baby of the family. They always laughed at him because they always said, Mom sure did take care of that baby all his life. Well, I remember growing up and uh, uh, Lucille and her sisters, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I guess there was Lucille, Lynn, or Lita. Yeah. Was that? And Lorraine. And Lorraine. Yeah. And they were all redheads. Yes. Correct. And all their names begin with L's. L's, including the boys. And the boys. All the boys were Lynn, Leo, Louis, and Lester. Now, there was a story that, uh, uh, I guess, Pops, you call yeah, them Pops, yeah. would be your grandmother's just, just, yeah, or your, your mother's dad, Lucille's that's, dad. That's correct. Uh, got in a little trouble. Uh, and I, th- I always thought that's why they came to Lubbock. No, no, no. Okay. He, he sold the ranch and had moved because Mom apparently just insisted that those kids weren't going to grow up poor ranch kids. Uh, I didn't mean that derogatorily. But no, no. She wanted those kids to have an education, and uh, out there in the middle of that ranch land, they weren't going to get what she thought they ought to have. Well, that's pretty commendable so, when you well, think about that in, yeah. the, in the late or early 1900s. And, uh, uh, I mean, a woman going to college and getting a degree yeah. was probably not the real common. That's right. Especially in Lubbock, Texas yeah, in, the, yeah. in the 20s. And then a new university, a new college. Right. Well, back then it wasn't a university, it was college. Yeah. And uh, that was a feather in mom's hat about her kids. They Some of them went to, went to college and yeah. uh, became successful because of their college education. Now, uh, when did Pops pass away? How old were you? I was probably uh, 19, 18, 17, oh, okay. 18, 19, upper teens. How old was uh, he when he passed? Uh, 84, excuse me, 84. Okay, so he had a, a long, full life. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was a he was a good guy, uh, mean, tough, old rancher, uh, but very good character guy. Uh, and then mom lived to be, I believe, 98. Now, when you say mom, you're not talking about your mom. You're no, talking about it, your that, grandmother. My grandmother, that's right. right. Uh, Pop and mom were the uh, parents of those, those eight kids. Uh, but I uh, I know that uh, she had a good life, too. She enjoyed the, her 98 years, yeah. so to speak. Now, you're, you're an only child. That's correct. And with the sisters and, and brothers that Lucille had, did they have kids? I mean, did you grow up with a bunch of cousins? And I was an only child with the wildest bunch of darn cousins you ever saw. And so we always were spending nights with each other. 
We would get in fights with each other. We loved each other. Uh, so I never felt like an only child. Yeah. Uh, they all, I believe, I don't believe there was another only child in the bunch. Uh, there were two. Uh, one of them had three. Uh, well, I, I, I one uncle and aunt didn't have any children at all. Yeah. So, but it was a good good family. We all grew up together. And were you the youngest of the of the group? Or? No, uh, no, I was about the middle. Yeah, about yeah. somewhere in the middle. Well, that's that's kind of where Lucille came from. The Strickles. Where where did Doug's family come from? You saying down around Baird and Coleman and that area? They, uh, uh, my granddad Parker. The way I heard it was that uh, he came from Missouri or somewhere to Texas. And somewhere along the way, he met this girl in Mineral Wells, Texas. And so they, whatever, how they got together, dating and whatever, uh, that's that's how they started. But he was a cattleman apparently all his life. Uh, now, I had the impression, I may be wrong, that uh, Doug's dad wasn't around when he was growing up. Is that not right? Or? That's correct. The way... The way I got the story through the years, and and there were not there were seemed to be one version of it that he left on a cattle drive somewhere. Uh, uh, that family there were three or four girls and one boy, and my granddad Parker left on a cattle drive, and they never saw him again. And there are conflicting stories as to uh, what what happened, but uh, my dad uh, grew up in a in a mom in a lady running the family, and he never knew his dad. My grandmother was pregnant with this boy, and that boy was born after Granddad Parker left on that cattle drive. And uh, okay, so Doug was born after his father left that's right he I never gotcha. he never knew his he never knew his dad right always heard about him but he never his dad never came back uh, and doug had two sisters uh had uh, actually three sisters that i knew about and then i heard through the through the years that uh, grandmother parker had lost two babies in birth uh and they wound up now that apparently my granddad had TB, and they moved from Robert Lee, Texas, to Capitan, New Mexico. There's a TB sanitarium out there uh, in that vicinity somewhere. It's up around that Rio Dosa area on past Roswell. And uh, it, I never did sit down with my family and get this straight, but I assumed through thinking that he must have gone out there to get cured of that TB. And then, somewhere along the way, they moved back to Texas, to Robert Lee. And then, somewhere along the way, he left on that cattle drive. So, the sequence of events, if I'd have been thinking enough about it, I would have set somebody down and gone through what we're doing right now. But uh, I did not get all the details about that. And partly, uh, they, they didn't talk about it a lot. So, there must... I never did know what the reason was. I did just know that uh, he he felt like uh, he missed out on one of a few things in life, a bunch of things in life, not having a father. Right. But uh, the story that I got that there are two Parker 
babies in the cemetery uh, around Capitan, some somewhere there that they lost in birth. Oh, okay. So, right. so he had three sisters then. Mary, Annie. Zula. Uh, I don't think I've ever met Zula. Zula left the nest. She was a self-sufficient artist, and she wound up in New York. And in New York, she contact, contracted some kind of disease. It may have been TB again. She contracted some kind of disease and, and passed away in New York. I'll be darned. But uh, we had some paintings that she had done, and uh, uh, I did not know enough to hang on. <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> to hang on to them. But uh, I knew they were in the family. And uh, where they are now, I don't know who has. We have a big family, so yeah. I, I don't know who who has those paintings now. But how did how did Doug and Lucille, your your mom and dad, how did they meet, and how did that? Happen? She lived in Lubbock. He wound up working for the uh, Texas Power and Light, and he wound up in the in the office management system of that, living in Plainview, Texas. And apparently there was reason enough for him to conduct business from Plainview through Lubbock and back to Plainview. I just I don't know what the deal was there. Right. But mother was a Lubbock girl who taught school at Post and taught school at Amherst, so she was passing through Lubbock, and I guess somewhere, somewhere along the way they they, they met. Uh huh. Yes. And uh, uh, how old were they when they married? You know. I don't know. I, I suspect they were approaching thirty-ish. Uh, but now I have some pictures of them and other other people of the family out at the ranch out in Cochrane County during that time. So I mean, Dad was quite familiar with the ranch, and they would, as they were dating, and then later as they mar- married, uh, I have some have seen. I, I'd have to go hunt and try to find them now, but uh, have some pictures of that ranch land and uh, those kids so to speak mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh coming from lubbock going out the ranch and going back to lubbock and that well, kind of thing well so was the ranch still in the family when you were a oh kid? yes oh sir okay oh, uh no no by the time i was born in 1936 right and the ranch was gone by then okay somewhere in the <clears throat> late 20s uh, somewhere along that era is when uh he sold the ranch i had a funny thing in my life my granddad never had a job never worked and i i I wondered well why didn't my granddad get up and go to work well he didn't have to work he sold that ranch and got cash for it i'm quite sure and got the money and uh he was a uh, a retired rancher uh i i don't maybe when i was very young and did not think about things like that he may have worked somewhere but uh, he didn't ranch any after that. He had a ranch, that ranch, and then he had a farm at uh, Meadow, Texas, where they grew feed crops and things like that. They did not have good water out at the ranch on the New Mexico line uh, to raise farm product, uh, f- mainly grain and, you know, for feed for sheep and cattle. And so he bought this farm down around Meadow, and they had begun to uh, find irrigation possibilities of water irrigation mm-hmm. so uh, that's where he grew a lot of his feed crops 
there and then hauled it back to uh, the ranch. The ranch. Yeah. So w- when you were a kid, the first thing you remember is your dad was ha- actually had Parker Electric up and running at that time? Uh, no, I remember uh, dad worked. My had an, another uncle who was an electrical contractor. And dad worked for the, I, I think it was the uh, West Texas Power and Light or something like that. In the, in the, he wound up in an office position and uh, learned or knew the electrical trade. I had an uncle, which was my dad's brother-in-law in Lubbock, who was in the contracting business. And uh, dad went to work for this uncle in his electric shop. Who was that? That was Gene, Gene White. Okay. That was Mary White's husband, who was Mary White, was my dad's sister. Gotcha. And uh, Dad went to work for him and uh, learned the business of actually running a contracting business. And then uh, in about 1945, 46, somewhere along there, Dad opened up as Parker Electric Company. And that's that's how that came about. But he and Mother met, had to meet somewhere in the Lubbock vicinity and mm-hmm. uh, go from there, that yeah. type of thing. Uh, he died, Doug died relatively young. Very young, yeah, very young. He died at the age of 59. If he lived another month, I think he would hit his 60th birthday. Oh, he was 59? I thought he was yeah. 62 or 63. No, no, he was 59 and coming up on 60 and had a heart attack and bam he was gone yeah he was a heavy smoker and yeah he he had a lot of bad habits uh, i don't mean negatively but no, no, uh, right. unhealthy habits right. so to speak and uh, when he had a heart attack if they could have done then what they do now he'd probably well he wouldn't still be here because he would be 109 sure, sure, years right. old or something like that but uh they did all they could for him right but uh, they just couldn't swing him through to the due to the damage that he had had in his heart attack. Right, right. So, so uh, he passes away. You've been in the business for how long at that point in time? A uh, couple of years. Okay. Uh, he made me a situation to uh, get out of my, what I call my cattle experience, and uh, possibly make a little more cash than what a cowboy is going to make at that time. And uh, I, I couldn't turn it down. I, I had to. I, economically thinking about my family that was in the future mm-hmm. i had to take it and so i did and uh he had told me if i'd come into the business he would keep his name in the business and we could operate off of his license that was sounded pretty good i did not have a master's electrical license at the time later on within a year or whatever i decided i better get my master's license I wasn't anticipating him conking out and being gone, but and he hit me up one day. He was ticked. He said, "Why are you studying to take that exam?" He said, "I told you we would op- you could operate off of his license, which would have been legal. Would have sure. just uh, if he'd owned one percent of the business, uh, his license was legal in in that business." Uh, I told him, "Hey, I, I've got to do this for me. I want that. I want that license." I took the test, passed the test. And within about a year, bingo, he passed away. Wow. And you talk about God guiding you in some experiences. I think God was in that whole deal there. Of He had another job for Doug Parker to do. 
in heaven, and uh, he guided me to go go to, get your license, get your book out, start studying, so you can pass that test. Yeah, yeah, that's I didn't uh, I didn't know that part of the story. Yeah, that's, that's a, how I. How long were you in Clint? Less than four years, uh, uh, long enough to really get settled in and uh, uh, know what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, Taking responsibility for a lot of lot of things, and uh, to this day I feel guilty about having left them, uh, left Clint. I mean, I hate that I missed the experience of living down there, but uh, and and learning what f- further about cattle. But I uh, I was making them a pretty good hand, and then bingo, I up and left, yeah. uh, quit, and uh, money was the thing. Money was the thing that drew me away from the. Cowboy days to the uh, electrical contracting. Now, you, you got married to mom, uh, Nancy. Uh, how old were y'all when you got married? I was in my early 20s, and she was a late teenager okay. some, somewhere along So, so really young. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How did y'all meet? Uh, school, high school. Okay. And was that Lubbock High? Uh, yes, Lubbock High. And, in fact, when we met, she was in junior high and I was in high school. And things developed from that. And uh, that's, a worry. that's how all that came yeah. about. Yeah. Had she graduated from high school when y'all got married? She was a senior in high school when we right? married. And I'm sure we caused lots of tongues to wag. And these kids are just stupid for uh, getting married like this. At the, but it worked. Yeah. Uh, well, it worked for a little while. Worked for yeah, <laughs> a few years. Yes. Yeah, 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 quite a few years. Three great kids uh, later, why uh, it began to crumble. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, so, so you you, you find yourselves you, you you go to college, you get your animal husbandry degree. You yes. decided that you want to try to do some cowboying. Yeah. And you move down to Clint, Texas. What was it like? Uh, I mean, had your dad and, and mom thought you would go into the business with your dad, and was that tough or was that? I was a I was a good little electrician coming through high school, and I think ultimately they thought he he's not going to get a job, wanting to run cattle, uh, sheep, or whatever I was going to do. Uh, he's going to come back in the electrical business, and bingo! I landed that job after my first interview. God was looking after me then too, I think, but. Uh, I, I got that job in January, but I can't go down there until I graduate. Uh, it was we kind of it came to be a uh, company joke down there that you've hired somebody and you can't even come to work yet, you know that kind of thing. But uh, that uh, that's the way it worked. Yeah, but was was Doug disappointed that you were leaving, or did he kind of see oh, that coming? Ultimate, or? No, ultimately, I think he was. I think he was counting on his son taking over that business. And uh, so after a few years, he began to – he and Mom would come down and stay a couple of nights and then go back to Lubbock. And somewhere along the way, he uh, got me aside and planted the seed. I said, no, I'm not going to do that. I, hey, I've got too many things going here in Clint. I mean, I'm I, I'm part of this uh, community of this, or, of this company, yeah. And uh, so uh, – he was trying to twist my arm uh, politely, and uh, I began to think about, you know, what, how much I'm making down here, which was I'm making a good salary. Uh, my wife and I had, I had a savings account. We'd never had a savings account in our life, 
And uh, that kind, we weren't getting wealthy, but we were comfortable. And uh, I just made the economic decision that my future back in the electrical business is going to be a little higher up this pay scale than me staying down there, which was a good good job, and I was proud to have it. But I believe I can do better economically going back. So, want to jump back just one more time. Do you know how the Strickles got over here into you know where how where what their history was? I where, have no idea. Gotcha. Uh, my grandmother was a uh, a uh, Grantham. And uh, she was apparently raised, or no, no, she was. She came from. Uh, she may have come from back east somewhere. How I don't know, but she wound up in Mineral Wells, Texas. Right. And uh, then my granddad wound up in Mineral Wells, right. Texas, from somewhere, and they met, and so that's that's all I know. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's all I know. Well. Uh, uh, after you move back to, to Lubbock and you're, you're running your business, uh, y'all ultimately got divorced. Yeah. And the three of us kids moved with mom uh, over to the Dallas okay. area. Okay, yes, yes. And uh, uh, so how did that change your life or how did that – I mean, what, what, what did you do? Emotionally, it wrecked me. Right. Uh, I was losing my kids until I got over the shock. And then I realized those kids will never lose their daddy. And that being me. Right. And so we commuted back and forth uh, between Dallas and Lubbock. And, uh, hey, Dad, my class is going to have a program next Thursday night, and I'm in it. Could you come? You bet your bippy I'll come, and I'll be there. And so that's the way that went on. Uh, uh, well, through the, the you graduated from high school, and uh, one of the things I remember you told me the night you graduated from high school is dad you better get in that truck and head to Lubbock because I'll beat you back to Lubbock. So I knew you was wanting to come to Lubbock. Yeah, get get back to get, Lubbock. Uh, well, you know uh, what I remember from those times was every summer we'd come to Lubbock and hang with you during the summer months, and yeah. then uh, during the school year we'd have a couple of trips or something like that. But for the most part, it was summers. And I would like for everyone to know that uh, I was as hard on you and your brother and maybe maybe sister as dad was on me about working we weren't going to come to lubbock and lay around and eat watermelon all day and uh drink soda pops uh i had a business where i could put you in with some electricians and you're going to learn to be an electrician i'm not going to kill you if you don't learn to be an electrician but i'm going to push you so that you will so that you have a occupation to fall back on well, and, and, and you did it. I did. I you got did. my general electrician license. But I think Mate, I was very proud of 17 you. or 18 years old by the that's time. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And uh, uh, I learned from Dad that I, I'm i not a teacher. I, uh, I can push you, but I would have you work with various journeyman electricians. And I, I'm quite sure I told you many times that uh, learn their good points and Observe their bad points. Try to separate them out and become a good electrician. Yeah, uh, and it worked. It worked. Uh, well, it, the the just the work ethic I think uh, that you instilled in in both Todd and I and, and Dawn too. But 
you know, I can't remember ever not having a job. I, my first yeah. job that I ever got, I was uh, in seventh grade and uh, started working for the newspaper uh, and uh, was actually skipping school so I could work <laughs> one day okay. a yeah. week. <laughs> Finally got caught doing that. Yeah. But then I, you know, started working at the uh, Pizza Hut, and I was like the night manager for for a while there. And but I always had a job, and I, I guess in looking back at it, uh, it, it's just something that was instilled, uh, ingrained in me at some point somehow. Just I guess it's the same as your dad putting you to work when you were second grade. And and you learned the self satisfaction of having two dollars in your pocket at the end of that Saturday working. Uh, instead of nothing in your pocket, right? Uh, I, I remember one one occasion. Then this is why I pushed you boys this way. Uh, once, one when I was in high school, somewhere along the way, I uh, my, one of my buddies or myself—I don't know how we worked it out—but let's let's take little sweetie pie over here and little sweetie pie over there, and take our girlfriends to the movie Saturday afternoon. And he said, "Boy, we we's going to catch a bus and ride downtown, or whatever, how are we going to do it?" And uh, he said, well, I'll have to go see my mom and my mom and dad and get some money. And I already had the money in my pocket from working weekends. I didn't tell him. And I felt a sense of satisfaction that maybe my dad knew what he was doing, making me get up and go to work those mornings in the summer, uh, making me work on Saturdays during when I was in school. So the self-satisfaction of being able to have a $2 in my pocket was, you know, golly. Yeah, not having to count on anybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad may know what he's doing, making me go to work like this. So, <laughs> golly. So. Well, you you rocked along in the with, with the electrical business and uh, were pretty successful at it. Uh, one of the things I I remember you had a, a running a bunch of trucks, and then you kind of made the decision. I'm tired of running a bunch of trucks. I want to just run one or two things Can you talk about that a little bit what, what was that about i i got my satisfaction out of that tool pouch that hung on my hip and i got my satisfaction out of pulling wire uh making connections uh doing things like that running a business was the most important part of keeping it going and so i could not go out on every job and really do what i uh, got my kicks out of i had to run the business uh had to uh, go out and uh, fight for new jobs, so to speak, uh, bid jobs, things like that. And then one day, it, it kind of things kind of slowed down a little bit, and I thought, you know, I'm just going to believe I'll just jump back in there and and do that uh, work myself. And so I began to taper it off. The the my kids were pretty well into college, and of course that was a battle trying to keep their college paid for and all of that, but. Uh, it just evolved that I really enjoy going out and catching these service calls. And I really enjoy wiring these houses. And I really enjoy running that conduit to these commercial buildings. And uh, so I made myself available to the working crew at Parker Electric, <laughs> so to speak. And, it, and I enjoyed it. I liked it. Yeah. And that still didn't that, – that didn't mean I quit soliciting work. And, and all of that, but uh, well, the last yeah. several years of your of your uh, uh, practice of, uh, of being an electrician, you're pretty much on your own. I uh, work. We had a, a economic slowdown back back in that era, and uh, I could not afford to keep electricians on the payroll that I didn't have a place for them to be working. Sure, 
And so I I called them all in one day. I said, "Hey guys, we're we're approaching a little bit of a problem here, and the economy is slowing down. If you should find another job that you want to take, take it. There will be no hard feelings. Uh, but if you don't take it, you might be the next one to get laid off. If that comes to that, I realized how much fun I was having with my tools back on that truck, my truck." And uh, I would go to the job and uh, go to a job. We had more than one at, at a time. How you guys doing? Oh, we're doing pretty good. We're going to have a little trouble getting through by 5 o'clock this afternoon. What's the matter? He said, well, it's just a little more. Wait a minute. i got one extra man on the payroll. You're talking to him. I go back to the truck, get my tools, walk back in. Now, what do you want me to do? And I was not working as the boss. I'm the helper show me what you need to do so you guys can get through with this job today and it would be it would might be a two or three day job and they're into the third day and we'd like to get through with it so dead burn that's fun i'm back working again yeah so let's, let's well you uh <clears throat> the haley and kayla don't know you ever have been an electrician i mean they know it but okay uh, their memories of you you had already retired yeah and yeah. so you got out of the business when you were what 62 63 somewhere yeah there. yeah at at um, i was uh, thinking about retiring at about 62 and uh, fortunately i landed a very good big job and uh, it was one of those deals that if you turn this down, you're an idiot, and you're not going to make a billion dollars off of it, but it'll be a profitable job. Jump in there and do it. And it was a different kind of job as far as the 